The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept. And one we will explore today on The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and I'm absolutely delighted that you're here with us today. If you haven't done so already, go to the Self-Improvement blog, look at our guest picture, read her bio. It's Her bio is so interesting that I hope it makes you want to buy her book, Beyond the Castle, because it's as good as it sounds, but I'm getting ahead of myself. When I was barely seven, my father died. When I was eight years old, my mother remarried, and I inherited cousins. I'd never had cousins, and I was delighted. They were four, I was eight, so I was twice their age. And as a side note, I've always thought of them that way. I've always been twice as old as you, even though now they're in their 70s, which would make me something like 140. But, you know, you know how it is when you get something in your head. Somehow, I became the official storyteller for these cousins. I told and retold stories. Stories like Cinderella and Snow White and Beauty and the Beast, my own made-up fantasies. No matter what the story was, it always started with Once Upon a Time, and it ended with And They All Live Happily Ever After. Generally, Happily Ever After meant that it was time for us all to go to sleep. You know, it, was, it was really a wonderful time in my life. Excuse me. When I took my own kids to Disneyland years later, I still love those fairy tales. <coughs> and they were represented at Disneyland. I loved the castle. I think I was more excited about it than my boys were. And for some reason, I've carried Happily Ever After with me into adulthood. I found out, though, that everything doesn't end that way. Getting close to happily ever after takes hard work, concessions, endurance, and lots and lots of love. When I received a copy of Beyond the Castle, I knew I had to have its author, Jody Dreyer, on the show. Jody Dreyer was a member of Disney's senior corporate staff She visited Disney World in 1971, soon after it opened, and that was the beginning of her love affair with Disney and her 30-year career there. She led worldwide synergy, headed Disney's global outreach initiatives, and held various marketing positions in both the theme park and motion picture units. Her book, Beyond the Castle, A Guide to Discovering Your Happily Ever After, was released in September, and I'm absolutely delighted to welcome her to the Self-Improvement Show. Jody, welcome. Thanks, Irene. I'm so excited to be here, and I just feel 
privileged that you want to go beyond the castle. And we're going to talk about Disney and fairy tales and storytelling and um, all the things (laughs) that are wrapped together when you say the word Disney. Um, Disney is a very powerful um, word in terms of all kinds of amazement, I guess I would say. But let's start at the beginning. Tell us about yourself. Who is Jody Dreyer? Well, I'm a firm believer in where you come from and your experiences. You pull forward and it, it just all turns into the package of, of who you are. So to start with, I'm from the Midwest, which, of course, words that jump to mind when you say that are practical, no-nonsense, down-home, um, and my dad's side of the family is from a farm, and we would spend time there. So again, life lessons that you learn from farming and and time in the, in the Midwest, and then... Um, Lived in the South, went to school there, so I think hospitable and all the things that are associated with the South. And also along in my career, lived overseas and worked in Tokyo and Europe. And so I think you learn a lot about others and yourself when you get outside of your hometowns and your comfort zone. And then ultimately in California where you know, in California, they they live life large and they go for it. And so I think all of those things together make up Jody Dreyer and who I am today, along with what your introduction talked a, a lot about, which ultimately became a 30-year career at Disney. I like to say that I'm a Disney lifer in that my first job in college was summers at Disney and then ultimately worked there for 30 years with 22 different different jobs that I know we'll you know dive into a little more but all of that again wrapped with a bow I think is is Jody Dreyer at the very core though I I feel that I like to encourage people um, I'm on a quest and really like for people to know that uh, Happily Ever After can start today. So that's a, that's a quick summary of Jody Dreyer. Let's talk about how you became so fascinated with Disney and what your, your, how your path led you to work there. In my early childhood first vacation memories. The year that Walt Disney World opened in 1971, my parents announced that we were going to get to go to Walt Disney World. And I had watched a few Disney films and knew of Disney, but didn't really know much about Disney theme parks, had never been to Disneyland. My mom argues and says I actually had been to Disneyland, but she was pregnant with me, so obviously I don't remember that first trip. <laughs> yeah. But um, the first trip that I do remember in 1971 when Walt Disney World opened, and it was during the Christmas holidays, and I'm Christmas crazy anyway. I love, I just feel like your senses are more alive. Everything 
you know, is brighter and the smells and the sights and the sounds. So there I was as a little girl with my three siblings and my parents and grandparents, and we struck out and drove from Ohio at the time down to Florida, and it got warmer, which was in and of itself fabulous. And then there we arrived at Disney, and it was just as so many people tell stories about their first visit to a Disney theme park, the magical moments and memories that are are made together with, you know, people that you love and, and sharing in just experiences that that you never dreamed of. And it it opened up a world and, and a lot of, I guess, enthusiasm that I just couldn't get enough. So we would save our pennies and we weren't in the position where we could go all the time. But the minute we left, we started planning and dreaming and hoping for the next trip to Disney. And we were able a few years later, we were fortunate to go back and, and it just became something that was part of our family's times magical times together and we would take other vacations as well but Disney was a great time that we would come together and and enjoy all those sights and sounds and so when I was in college a friend and I we decided that we wanted to try to get summer jobs at Disney and my dad kept saying okay that's fine but then you need to go back and graduate from college he knew i i would get the bug and and want to stay so we road tripped again down to florida and walked in very you know just expecting and said we're here for summer jobs and uh <laughs> lo and behold they were starting a new program called the magic kingdom college program where they recruited at colleges for folks to come down and, and students to work during the summer and to get credit and take classes and learn how Disney, you know, the magic behind the magic. And so that led to my first summer job at Disney. So it was it was a fairly uh, straight line from that vacation to when I said I wanted to be a part of the magic. And what did they have you doing in that first summer job? What did you do well, there? It was, it was interesting, um, Irene. Depending on what your major was, you would work in the park. Um, so let's say some people are food and beverage majors, so they would work in a food and beverage area. But then you would take classes in all the different aspects. So each week we would go a little deeper into finance or operations or service and hospitality or things that no matter what your job might be, whether you came back to Disney after graduation or what area of expertise you would learn about business generally, I was majoring in journalism and communication. So I worked, um, I ended up going back a couple different summers and I was in different areas from guest relations to merchandising to also, I my dream came true, and one summer I auditioned, and I actually danced in the parades, which I still have to pinch myself that I was fortunate <laughs> enough to do that. 
So you didn't get to be a, a character like Cinderella or Snow White or... Well, I was very good friends in entertainment with some of the various, you know, our pals, uh, Mickey and Minnie and, and all of the Fab Five and all of the, the characters. But I don't exactly know what you mean when you say you didn't get to be, you know, those, those characters are just magical. So I was yeah, they are. with them. What was it like working with, at, at Disneyland or Disney World? Now, what was the milieu like in those parks as an employee, as somebody who was a part of all of that wonderful story? I think, you know, it's interesting, Irene, because people will ask me all the time, was it hard once you got on the inside keeping the magic alive? And I found, which in the book I talk a lot about, there's a chapter called Who Knew? And it's all of the areas that you have no idea that are necessary to have the show go on the way that when you're a guest, you are seeing every day. So for me, I think it intensified the love and appreciation. And of course, the greatest part of Disney, whether it's the studios and the folks that bring animation to life, or it's the parks and the people that are bringing smiles every day, the more you get to know the people. Walt has a great quote that says, you can dream, create, and design the most wonderful place in the world, but it takes people to make the dream a reality. And I think that's so true. So as I got to know the people, and I got to see what went on behind the scenes, I think, again, it just uh, made it more impressive. And I felt so honored, privileged, and and proud to be a part of helping to create those magical memories for people that would visit every day. When you graduated from college, you went directly to Disney, as I as I think I remember that in your book. Did you apply for a particular position, or did you, you know, did they have you work your way up? How does that work when you go in as a full time um, employee with the thought that you want to make Disney your career? I I sense that that was your thinking at the time when you went out there right after college. I think the answer is is it's a little bit different for everyone, but in my particular area, at that point, I was working in guest relations. So when I graduated, I was offered a full-time position and then ultimately was given a management job within guest relations. Um, I was at the time what they called a lead, so I would supervise other folks in guest relations. So I think for me, because I was in an area that there was a, a trajectory to be able to move forward into a full-time position, but for some positions that are just part-time, then you might have to transfer or move to another area. But the thing that is great about the Walt Disney Company, not just the theme parks, but whether you're in consumer products or all the 
different the studios or there's lots of opportunities and ways that as you get to know the company better with some hard work and looking for opportunities, you can move to various different positions. And if you are in a part-time position, then it could move into something more full-time. And guest relations seems to be very broad because pretty much everybody goes there is a guest and there are hundreds of thousands going to the parks every year. So, you know, where do you start in guest relations? What kind of things do they have you doing? Yeah, guest relations, in in some cases, you might think of it as tour guides, and we were really helping folks get oriented and taking um, tours throughout the parks, answering questions if if guests had an issue or wanted to discuss something in more detail. We were the ones that worked in in City Hall on Main Street right there, Um, so it was it was a little bit of a starting point, I think, more so. And at the time, we would also, to really gain the knowledge overall of the parks, we would answer the questions and the phones. And a really interesting piece about that is when the park first opened, the actual telephone operators were in the castle. And oh. I, I didn't have the opportunity to be there at the time. But wouldn't it be interesting to think that the person that you're calling and you're talking to, there they are upstairs in in Cinderella's castle answering your questions. I always love that image. (laughs) I love that image, too. And on that note, we're going to take a break. This is Irene Connell and my guest, Jody Dreyer, saying stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions, some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Tune in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 888 346 
1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self-improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Jody Dreyer, who's written a wonderful little book called Beyond the Castle. If you have somebody who loves uh, Disney and Disneyland, Disney World, and the movies that Disney makes, be sure you get this book. It's not too late to get it as a gift. You can go to your favorite bookstore. And we're going to talk about the book a little bit now. Jody, what compelled you to write this book because it's the first one I'm aware of that is such a personal um, story about being a part of the Disney the Disney world. Well, I guess I shouldn't admit this, but I will. I'm not a writer by by trade, and when I was out speaking to groups or or talking to people about Disney, they would ask me so many questions. And there was, a, there was a fascination with Disney, and we all have our Disney memories and touch points and stories that we want to share, and it, it really brings people together. And so I was approached, and someone said, why don't you put that down in a book? And I thought, well, okay. <laughs> so one thing led to another, and lo and behold, Beyond the Castle. But the title was really what I was passionate about. I I love the Disney stories, and I'm happy to to talk Disney trivia and, you know, the history of Disney, and I, I like all those things, but I also really feel that I think what people resonate with about Disney is that quest for happily ever after and how they can take what what they love about Disney and what we all cherish about the memories and the experiences and the the magic of it and apply that to daily life. And I'm just a firm believer that, yes, you know, life has its ups and downs, just like any great roller coaster. You know, you, you have to have a lot of twists and turns and you have to hold on tight, but you know, life also can be happily ever after, and that can start today. It isn't something that is in the future or that comes at the very end. It can it can be happening today. So that's really a long answer to say that's what led to the book. And again, that's what my hope is for readers that want to go beyond the castle. Mm, lovely. On the inside of your dust cover, you have this little line, which I love. Life isn't always a fairy tale, or is it? How would you answer that question to somebody who asked you? Is life a fairy well, tale? I think yes, and here's why. When you really dissect fairy tales, it is, you know, in the introduction you talked about once upon a time, and it's bringing people together for a once upon a time. It's going through the journey and discovering and learning about yourself and others and fabulous characters. And, you know, I always say it takes a lot of characters to make a great story and and even villains. You know, villains play a very important role when we talk about that in the book and how we all have villains in our lives. And um, and again, as you move through any great story, I love 
And I think Disney is masterful at finding great stories and telling them well. And I think each of us have a story to tell. And it's an important story, and it's worth telling. And so for me, living into those fairy tales, I think our lives can be fairy tales. And again, we can have that happily ever after. And, you know, with pixie dust and a lot of faith and endurance and, you know, truth, I think, I think we can um, live a fairy tale. Well, in all the fairy tales, there is the villain and there are the dark times. And, you know, they, they get through that to get to the happily ever after. You know, so it, it, it can be pretty realistic if you can look at your, your own life as a fairy tale and say, I guess I'm going through those bad times. Happily ever after must be just around the, the corner. What do you think is the secret to Disney that made this storytelling, and he was masterful at it, that made the storytelling and the businesses so successful? What was the key? What was the, you know, the magic? Well, that is actually the number one question that I get. Well, I should say the number two question. The number one question is always, um, is Goofy a man or a dog? But we'll come <laughs> back to that later. I'm going to leave you hanging on that one, Irene. You, I'll, I'll make everyone read the book to find the answer to that. But okay. um, the second question that I get asked the most is, what is really the secret to success? And and um, what is the magic behind the magic? And the answer is, it isn't magic at all. And through the course of my 30 years at Disney, I like to say, this is my public service announcement. And I think this is something that everyone can, can you know, listen to and take into their life. And the public service announcement, PSA, the P is for people. And I said that a minute ago, and it's, you know, the people that, the person that you want to be and the people that you're around, and it just, with Disney, it always starts and ends with the people, the people that are serving, the people that choose to serve and make magical moments, the people that are creating stories, and which then leads to the S of the PSA which is story. I think Disney is maniacal about looking for great stories and telling them well and really making sure that, again, the characters are rich and deep and, and their interactions and relationships with each other. And so storytelling in all of our lives is key. As I said earlier, you know, we all have a story to tell and we're a part of other people's stories and the greatest story, you know, ever told. And then the A in PSA is really attention to detail. Again, I think Disney, you know, there's a lot of other uh, folks that do it well, but Disney repeatedly has a focus on the details, whether you're in the park and it's clean and neat and details that you don't even realize, but they all come together to create this beautiful um, setting and experience. And then if you're watching the classic Disney films and that we all know and love, again, the 
detail is just crazy. It's so, um, you know, the backgrounds and the, again, the characters and just everything that, that goes into that, um, you know, there aren't shortcuts taken and that really shows in the end. So I would say it's a good life lesson to think PSA. Am I paying attention to the people, my story and the story and attention to detail? And if you don't take sort of shortcuts in in those areas, I think it's really a recipe for success. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. And and I think the other thing about anything that Disney has done, or it seems that's a very broad statement, but mothers feel safe with their children there. You know, your children are not going to see and hear things that they're not ready for at Disney. You you can trust it. Um, and, and I always liked that when my children were little and we went a number of times. It was our favorite place to go as well. Um, but it's it's trustworthy. You say in your first chapter, and I think this is so important, we need to know ourselves and remain true to who we are while we never stop making the best of our strengths and experiences are acknowledging and seeking reinforcements for our weaknesses. We needn't spend precious time wanting to be something we are not. How do you how do you do that these days when there are so many lures to make you somebody or something you are not? How would you answer somebody who said, "How do I do that?" Yeah, I mean it's a it's a interesting question and there's some some different you know answers as you go a little deeper into that so i i would start by saying you know i think there's true freedom in living what we were built for and i think oftentimes we spend a lot of our lives trying to be something different than at our very core we are so one of the chapters where I I use an example about a meeting that we had at Disney that that I was a part of where we looked at princesses and Tinkerbell and was Tinkerbell a princess or not and and at the very core we had to go back to the the basics and say you know what is the core identity so I think a lifelong pursuit of discovering who we are and, and being true to that is important. So I think there's something about intentionality and being deliberate and not um, just kind of veering all around, but but really spending the time to to figure out who we are and then getting excited about that and living into... Um, you know, what we were built for. So I think that's that's a little bit step one. I also think this whole notion, I'm not a big fan of the term branding. I think people personally say they have personal brands and companies have brands. And, and branding, Roy Disney had a great quote about branding. And he said, branding is what you do to cattle. And I yeah. think that is so just right on because that talks about what happens on the outside. But really, I talk about, and I like to think of it as 
you know, mining integrity and figuring out what's on the inside because what's on the inside will always come out. But if you just try to stamp something on the outside, that won't permeate inside. And if it does, it might change you into something that really isn't at your core, your core essence. So that's a long answer, but I think it's it's spending the time figuring out who you are and then really staying focused and, and true to that and not trying to jump into quick changes and gimmicks. And, you know, I think it's important to always be curious and, and not be afraid of challenging yourself in, and changing and growing in a positive way, but not just with the latest trend or, and that's personally and professionally. So I think companies are sometimes quick to change and, you know, grow too fast and they lose their core identity. And I think that happens to individuals as well. I couldn't agree more. And that leads me to something else that you talk about in your book that I think is so critical, and that's integrity. And you say this, and, and you know, I, I ask the, the listeners to pay attention to this because it's so critical. I'm going to quote you, no matter how hard you try or how much money you spend to create a sparkly new exterior, time and circumstance eventually reveal essence. A sparkle from within lit by living with integrity is not so easily extinguished. Talk about the importance of integrity to corporations like Disney and to individuals because integrity, you know, has to has to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Again, integrity is something inside. It's not something you can manufacture, and I think it will always come out. So if you spend the time and energy and hard work cultivating and mining integrity, and again, that goes back to what we were saying with people and story and details and things that matter, that last, and that aren't just quick that will be shiny and sparkly but will lose their luster. And I think, again, to put it in the Disney vernacular, let's take the the films themselves and some of your favorite animated movies. You know, in storytelling, there'll, there'll be characters that will change or they're transformed or but they're transformed. The perfect example for me is Beauty and the Beast. And yes. My dear friend, Glenn King, who's the animator of The Beast, talks about that scene where the beast is transformed. And he said, all I did as an artist was let the true character of the beast come out at the end. It was always there. And he was always there. And I just had to unlock that. Wow, isn't that a great visual that we can all hold on to, again, as a business or as individuals, to think about what is deep down inside. We might spend a lot of our life, you know, uh, 
sanding off some of the rough edges, the beast of all of us, as I like to say. But deep down is the princess there, and, you know, that will come out. And I just, um, I think that's why that film resonated with all of us so much, because it's what we hope for, but also isn't that, you know, what we want to. And Belle is a perfect example in her character, we see the same thing, that she was true to herself and through that love was able to unlock the prince, you know, and from release the beast and the prince. So even their relationship together, and I think we can do that in our relationships with other characters as well. So that's just to me such a great visual that I think um, goes to answer that question a little bit about you know, mining integrity. And, and you know what was magical to me to go back to Beauty and the Beast. You already loved that beast before the transformation because somehow they built into that beast the kindness and the beauty of the prince that was in there, and you could see it. You know, I I, I love that movie. And on that note, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk even more about the wonderful world of Disney and happily ever after. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready to tackle the rules of business? You may think you're doing everything by the book, following your own best practice beliefs, bringing in endless consultants, only to find that your business is not moving forward. That's where you need to stop and figure out where things are going wrong. Enter Business Rules with host Peter Feinstein. Peter and his guests will break it all down for you to help you and your business succeed. Listen Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. Tune in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Jody Dreyer, who was with Disney for 30 years and has written a wonderful little book called Beyond the Castle, A Guide to Discovering Your Happily Ever After. 
your happily ever after. Jody, you use the word STORY as an acronym. Tell us about that acronym and why our own personal stories are so important. Well, we started talking about different stories. You were saying that you um, were a storyteller in your family, and some were made up, some were Disney stories passed along, some, I'm sure, were true stories that had maybe happened to your family. So that's one way to think about storytelling. But as at Disney, we would think of story as life and things would come to life and the story would come to life and what we wanted that to look like, especially in the theme parks where it was a, you know, not something you were seeing on a screen, but it was really, you were immersed into a story and it involved settings and again, characters and um, the the line that would weave through and what was the ultimate message and and the truth in the story that would come out. And so I think, again, it's that notion that everyone has a story. Everyone's life is a story. We're all a part of a, a bigger story. Um, we're living other people's stories and how that interacts. And so, again, I think in the Disney world, we really think of story as bigger than necessarily, you know, one fairy tale in a book, but as a, as a bigger analogy for everything that is going on. And there's also that whole um, notion of great stories well told. And at the end, wouldn't that be a great... Um, thing for someone to say about you at the at the end of your life that you know you lived a great story well told, um, and I don't say that in a trite way. I, I say that in a very um, you know back to integrity and things that we were talking about in a very um, deep way. That if we think about it intentionally, you know, we were just talking about Beauty and the Beast, or when you go to the parks and you're completely immersed into, you know, transported from one place to another, like when you go into Pirates of the Caribbean or something, the sights and smells, and it takes you someplace different, and and you learn about yourself, and you learn about that place where you are, and I, I think stories can do that, and I think our story can do that if we're willing to share it with others, and so... There's just a lot of places you can go with that, and I, I think I like to use that word because most people can relate to it in a way um, that's more accessible. Fabulous. Yes. We all have our story, and I, I encourage people even, you know, through the blog, and we've talked about it before, to take a look at their story now and then and see if they need to do a little revision <laughs> here or there. Uh, one of the things I found fascinating about the whole about the Disney Corporation and and you know what you did there was this discussion you had in there of whether Mickey and Minnie Mouse are married or you know where where they're going with this thing. I don't need to you know I I don't want to talk about whether they're married or not. That you know I want to talk about how important the process is to determine where you want to go. You know, you could have come 
you could have had any number of answers to this one dilemma, and it seemed like a dilemma at the time because people were questioning that. How did you go about working out these kind of things that that people continued to ask? Was it a group d- discussion that went on for a while? Did, were you responsible for resolving it? How does this work when there's something that needs to be resolved? And I can see how this could could you know, actually escalate into a, a, a big thing if you hadn't taken care of it. How do you go about resolving this sort of stuff? It's a great life and business, I think, study. And things that weren't important necessarily to other companies could have been huge and, and detrimental in, in some ways and blown up for Disney if they weren't routinely, you know, discussed, debated, and then decisions. So I would think about it in three stages, but not necessarily always in this order. But the first and most important is just to have the discussion. I think sometimes businesses kind of move forward not deliberately, and then they wake up one day and say, what happened? You know, how did we lose all of our customers? Or in our lives, we wake up one day and go, wow, this isn't going so well. <laughs> what What's happening? So I think what you're alluding to, Irene, which is we had the discussion about it. So we would routinely discuss, and at Disney, it was things like, should Mickey and Minnie get married. We would always get letters. You know, why aren't Mickey and Minnie married? Why don't they get married? And I agree. The the point isn't, is the answer yes or no, but it's having the thoughtful, informed, important discussion. So that's step number one, is to, is to consider and discuss. The second equally as important step is to get as many voices and as much input and not just have the same group of people discussing the same thing, um, but constantly bringing in, you know, new points of view and new information. And, and things will change. A decision that is right today might feel different tomorrow. Now, not if it changes the core and the core integrity that we were talking about earlier, but if it's you know, something that will, it's evolving. Of course it, it makes, you know, sense to do X today, but tomorrow Y might be. So it's to bring all those people in. And then the third piece is what I was moving towards, which is to keep having the discussions. So once you've decided something, doesn't necessarily mean that you should never discuss it again. So I think it's, it's important to, to have the debate discussion and then to make a decision. I think it's important to bring in as many smart, informed people and to gather as much information as you can always. And then three, to continue to have discussions and debates and not be afraid to change. You know, if what's the saying? If it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. So to constantly challenge yourself to really move forward and say, what, you know, what should we be doing different today? So at Disney, we used to always, I laughed every time I talked to my dad, who was a 
nuclear engineer. He had his doctorate in nuclear engineering, and of course, he would discuss really important, important things, and I would talk to him, and I would say, Dad, today we had a meeting on, is Tinkerbell a princess, and should she be with the other princesses? And Dad was like, I can't believe you get paid for this, you know? But at Disney, if we didn't have those discussions, and if we didn't make those decisions, it could really be catastrophic for, you know, the business going forward, and I would make the case in life if we don't consciously make certain decisions and have discussions and gather information, um, it can be just as detrimental. So that, that would be the three-step answer to your question. And it's a wonderful answer. And you know what? We have those kind of things in our personal lives as well. And what I'm hearing is that you, know, you, you can bring in some experts to your own life as well and get advice and counseling, and maybe a little therapy along the line. And it's okay to, to, to find help to get to some of your core questions about your own life. You list, and I love this, you list five keys to the kingdom. Um, tell us what they are and why you picked them. Why, why did you, you know, determine that these are the... The keys to the kingdom. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think you're talking about the kingdom of Disney, but you know, let's let's talk about the five keys. Yeah, um, we won't have time to go too deep into. Yeah, all I know. Them, but but um, I I would be happy to kind of jump jump through them. But essentially, the way that I talk about it is by going a little bit behind the magic and looking at how um, things, how the magic comes in front of our eyes. And I, I start with the one that just is, you know, it almost goes without saying, but I felt it was important to say because when you're there having those magical Disney experiences, I'm not sure you realize the hard work that goes into it. So I talk about working hard and, you know, it sounds simple and we hear it all the time, but it's true. And so there are hardworking people, whether it's putting in hours and hours behind the scenes before an animated movie gets on the screen or the fabulous time that you have in the park. There's just a lot of hard work. And, you know, in the 30 years I worked at Disney, there were a lot of hardworking cast members that I met along the way that I was proud to call family. So that's, that's the first one. And then I've already talked about this a lot, but it's just attention to detail. And, you know, Disney has always been known for that. And, you know, I, I just think you can't say it enough that attention to detail makes all the difference. And then the third one is a word that, was Walt's, one of Walt's favorite words, and it was curiosity. And in the book, I don't use the best grammar, but I say, get curiouser and curiouser to get creative. And I think creativity is a scary word. I don't consider myself an overly creative person in in an artistic sort of way, but I think I am curious, and I like to meet people. I like to learn about people doing interesting things and get information and, you know, just to constantly be growing and changing and, 
And so I think curiosity can lead to that and can lead to creativity. So if you're trying to solve a problem or make the most of an opportunity, you know, or maybe you hit a roadblock and you're not sure, I think by getting curious, you can often get through it and get get better. And, and as a company, you can become, you know, stronger, smarter, uh, better by, by getting curious. So that's a third key to the kingdom. And then the fourth is demanding quality. And this is something that I think, again, life and business, we're, we're people that are moving fast and we like to get things done. And, and I'm a huge, I love to check things off a list and move forward, but I don't think we can do that at the, the risk of quality. And so often, you know, you look in the rearview mirror and you go, ooh, could I have done that a little better? And again, not perfect. You know, we, what is it? Uh, my dad used to always tell us, you know, perfect is the enemy of good. So I'm not saying to beat yourself up for perfection, but quality is something that is achievable. So I think that's the fourth key. And then the fifth one, fifth one is one I'm extremely passionate about, and that's have fun. And I think Disney, for me, I will say, for my 30 years, as we discussed, there's bad days, there's days you'll, you'll like to pretend never happened, but for the most part, to celebrate. I think Disney does a great job of celebrating, and fireworks are a perfect example of that. But, um, you know, just celebrating every day and and having fun along the way and having fun with people that we interact with, whether it's at work or in our lives and, and, you know, families can have fun. And so often we drag our life around as if it's, you know, this heavy weight that we're, we're dragging around. And I think Disney teaches us to, to really enjoy and to celebrate and find joy. um, And on that note, Jody, we have come to the end of the show. So we're going to take your last words to have fun as the thought to leave with our listeners today. This is Irene Conlon and my guest Jody Dreyer saying thank you so much for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.